Hi, everybody. This is Gloria Moraga, testing one, two, three, one, two, three. How's everybody doing? Hi. It is Saturday, September 11th. Yeah, we have deep rooted memories on September 11th in the United States of America. We do. You know, we are a young country compared to some other countries. And we're going through some growing pains right now in the United States. So when I look at all the stories about 9-11, 20 years later, it's, um, I don't know. I think that we need to stop looking back and deal with some of the mess that we're in right now. This is one-on-one -on -one. communications in the digital age. How's everybody? I hope you are all very well. As you know, we are getting for an election in California. And my mind has been on that a lot lately. So much so that I'm dreaming about it. I am a bit of a obsessive personality. I worry about that. Throughout my life, I've worried about my obsessiveness because... Addiction does run in my family. My father was an alcoholic. My grandfather was an alcoholic. My uncles were alcoholics. Many of my relatives have diabetes. A lot of my young male cousins have died very early on because of diabetes. It hits the Latino, Hispanic population really hard if you don't watch your diet. And a lot of my cousins did not watch their diet. They were drinkers. And not only were they drinkers, but as one cousin said, he was never going to give up beans and tortillas and rice. Well, carbs. Carbs are really bad because of the high sugar content in carbs. So in case you haven't guessed it, I am doing an unscripted podcast right now. I rarely do these. I like to have scripts. I like to stick it to the scripts. One of the few podcasts I've done that was just live and unscripted was I had a bad day. I had that really bad day where I was trying to visit Mark Hyman, my friend Mark Hyman's mom in the hospital. And it was before COVID of all things, like who would have thought, but she was in the hospital for a really contagious disease with a really contagious disease. And I didn't know, and I didn't ask, and I didn't take precautions. It was a bad communications day. And I was so stressed out when I got home that I just sat down with my tape recorder and I recorded. I had a bad day. I've been busy writing videos and shooting videos on the recall that I wanted to do a podcast about communications, about 9-11, but about what's going on right now in the United States. And I have just decided that I'm just going to sit down and share some of my thoughts, my one-on-one -on -one this is how I feel. I can say anything here because I feel safe recording this and safe that my listeners really don't judge me. I mean, I don't get many comments. I do get downloads from all over the world, but I don't get many comments and I don't get many shares. Just I know I had many more downloads and listens early on, but that dropped off. And I'm not sure if that's because all my relatives stopped listening. <laughs> 
because I had some things to say about my father. I mean, my father was a, an alcoholic. He, he was not a nice man to uh, my mom or to us kids when we were younger. He was basically, you know, missing. He was really, he was a party animal. He was at the bars uh, getting drunk a lot when I was a kid. And my mom basically raised us. And then when he was home, he was, he was mean. But he was a um, kind of drunk that, um, you know, worked. He worked full time. I mean, he worked at a laundry. So his alcoholism didn't affect his, his work because he did work and support us as best he could. You know, and then later in life, after my mom died, he tried to connect with all of us and it was not easy. But some of my podcasts have ticked off my relatives, which brings us to the current situation in the United States and the fact that some people are unable to talk to their relatives about various current events that are happening in the United States. And it's a puzzle. It's a problem. I know relatives or friends, people who are estranged from some members of their family because some people support Donald Trump or support, I don't even want to call them Republicans, right-wingers. I mean, should we just call them what they are, which is they're racists? They don't believe in civil rights or voting rights for poor people. Now we have this whole situation with abortion. I have written a podcast and I've written post about what's happening in Texas with abortion rights and the dismantling of Roe versus Wade. You know, I am a Californian. When I lived back east and, you know, there were rallies and protests on various issues, people would say to me, well, Gloria, what do you think? And it's like, first of all, I'm a reporter and I ask questions. I don't offer my opinions to people. But second of all, I'm from California and I believe in free love. And I believe in as long as you're not hurting someone by your actions, what business is it of anybody's? What you do? It's my body. It's my life. I don't have to talk to you about what I'm going to do if I get pregnant or what I'm going to do, how I like sex. We had a couple of real uh, conservatives that worked in the bureau, the Cox Bureau in Washington. That was where I worked for 10 years. I mean, they were really conservative guys. They were ex-military guys, but they were really, did not believe in the rights of, well, I didn't even know how to say it because there wasn't an LBG in, in those days. It was just, we had a station in San Francisco and there was an issue of Ronald Reagan not recognizing the AIDS epidemic. It was an epidemic that was ravaging the gay community and he didn't address the healthcare issues that were needed. And we had various people coming to the Bureau and, and I was interviewing them for our station in San Francisco and these conservatives in the Bureau didn't want them in the Bureau. And in fact, one fellow came in, a very well-known civil rights leader, very, 
I admired him very much. And he asked to use a telephone and I, he needed to have a private conversation and I let him use the telephone in the, in the audio booth. It was private. And after he left, one of these gentlemen that I worked with went in there and with gloves on and threw that phone away. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm throwing the phone away. I don't know how contaminated that guy is. And you just let him come in here and use our phone. And so, yeah. So this bigot tosses the phone in the garbage. And, um, and it's my fault because I treated a human being like a human being. And I said, there's no evidence that you can contract AIDS from a telephone. It's a sexually transmitted disease. And he said, you don't know that. Well, so fast forward to now, I mean, more than 20 years later, and we've got people saying we don't have to wear a mask and trying all kinds of weird anecdotes and, and dying and overwhelming hospitals. I know I, at one point today, just today, I was looking at my Twitter feed and um, a guy, uh, an author, I don't know why, but I, I seem to follow a lot of authors on Twitter. And it's because I am working on my novel and I want to, I wanted to finish my rewriting my novel. It's called Fade to Black by the end of this year. And I'm, I'm behind. I'm behind. I'll tell you why later, but I'm behind. I, I'm not meeting my deadlines, personally set deadlines, because nobody's holding their breath waiting for this book. I'm reading my Twitter feed and, and someone, an author posts pictures of people dying in, in the hospital from COVID. And, you know, they've got the masks on and they're on the ventilators and um, you have the freedom, you know, not to take this disease seriously, but you don't have the freedom to give it to other people. And he kind of equated the COVID virus to drunk driving, which is, it's a good example. These people that are spreading this disease and not getting the vaccine and not wearing masks and now fighting. This is what really blows my mind. School districts to keep kids from wearing masks. At, and there was a video of some kids burning their masks. Wow, that video just really scorched in my brain. I don't know if I'm ever going to recover from that. And why? Why? Masks work. It's proven. Countries that have been serious about using masks and have enforced this have lower rates of COVID. So it's not even anything to discuss. Just do it. It's not that big a deal. I don't even understand what the big deal is. Yeah, it's September 11th and I'm thinking all these things about what a mess we're in. I do listen to left-wing podcasts. So I love these guys. They're called the Midas Touch. They produce a lot of the anti-Trump videos. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Hi. You okay? Oh, it's my granddaughter. I'm sorry, what? I am recording right now. I'm recording a podcast. Oh, no, I haven't seen it yet, but I'll look at it. See ya, okay? All right, I love you. Have fun. So... That was my granddaughter. She's five. She's five going on 30. 
she watches YouTube videos and she watches makeup videos. And so we've let her have some makeup and nobody, no kids her age that she knows are allowed to play with makeup, but we have wipes and we make her wash it off. And yeah, we indulge her. I'm the grandma. That's what grandmas are for. Anyway, she came in, she was going over to the other grandma's house because her father, who is the baby daddy of my two grandkids, he and my daughter are not together anymore. And he's got a second girlfriend and they just had a baby. And Araya loves her baby brother. He's, you know, he's was just born. So they let her hold him and she goes over there and babies him and pretends he's a doll. That's what's going on. So she's leaving. She just came in to get something. I don't know. And she left. That's why I figured it was a good time to do this and I wouldn't be interrupted. But of course, I digress. I love my grandkids and the whole COVID thing with these psychos fighting against masks in schools just is sickening. It's sickening because my grandchildren are at risk. All right. My grandchildren are at risk and you do not have the right to put my grandchildren in danger. And that's what you're freaking doing. And it's just, I don't know. Uh, I do. I was talking about the Midas touch and listening to these guys and they were talking, they're talking about how it's a cult. Who are these people? Who are these people that are fighting against voters' rights? They're fighting against a woman's right to choose because you know what? It's not your body. Okay. It is. It's not. It's my body. And it's, it's, it's the woman's body and it's a man's body. Nobody tells you, you know, a man not to have this or that operation. I know. I believe in, I believe in the sanctity of life. I do. I'm, I'm really glad my daughter didn't choose to have an abortion, but it wasn't my decision. It wasn't my decision. It was her decision. It was her decision to have the kids. And, and I'll do this in another podcast. I, I did not want her to have kids unmarried. Not that marriage is any big sanctity because I was married and it was, it sucked. I've talked about that before, but these are all things I, I, I'm going to talk about coming up because it's, it's not your body. You don't have a right to tell a woman you're going to have a child and you're going to raise that child and you're going to be responsible for that child all your life. And it, it, it is all your life. Okay. I mean, some parents are able to separate themselves. My daughter had a good friend. And when she turned 18, the mother had married a younger man. And when my daughter's friend turned 18, she came home from school. She was still in high school and all of her things were packed and placed at the front door. And she said, Mom, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? And she said, well, you could go to your grandmother's for a little while. But you're out of here. I'm not responsible for you anymore. Goodbye. (laughs) Oh, boy. I don't know. I do despair our species sometimes. And I wonder how we've lasted this long. And I mean, one of the reasons I know why we've lasted this long, because women are strong. We're strong. We put up with a lot. Okay. We put up with a lot. And I'm not saying that men don't. I'm not saying that. Please hear me. I'm just saying 
it hasn't been an easy road for <laughs> through the ages. Okay. We've had it tougher than men. And part of that is we're responsible for the children and childbearing. We're responsible for so many more things than not all men, but I'm just talking in generalities here, so don't get your panties in a twist. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe I need to stop reading Twitter. Stop watching the news. Stop reading. I'd have to stop reading the New York Times and the Washington Post. I've been reading the L.A. Times a lot lately because of the California recall. Because uh, L.A. Times is just great and a good friend of mine. I've featured him on this podcast. George Skelton, he's a political columnist for the Los Angeles Times. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. I'm just pleased that I know him. I worked with him, but I didn't really know him that well. And then we, we went out a couple of times later. After I wasn't working at Channel 10 anymore. I should do a podcast on all the men I've loved. I'll keep that in mind. And share <laughs> the number of men I have not had sex with. <laughs> because I was married. But I could have. But I didn't. Oh, well, another life. So these are my thoughts, my unscripted thoughts from the psycho ward. As I worry about, could it possibly be that Governor Gavin Newsom is going to be recalled on Tuesday? Could it possibly be that women's rights to manage her own body, that that's going to deteriorate in the United States? We're going to have to go to Mexico if we want to have some reproductive rights, possibly. But that's in flux because the Justice Department is now stepping in. But who knows? Because our Supreme Court is really, really moved to the right thanks to the psycho Donald Trump. And I'm still waiting for these insurrectionists, the January insurrection of my beautiful capital, to have some sort of justice. Why is it all right for them to get away with all of it they got away with? People died. Cops that were there protecting our rights have committed suicide. It was so bad. It's disgusting that there isn't justice for these people. It's disgusting. And you know, I'm telling you right now, you know, this whole Texas thing with the abortion, rich women won't have a problem getting an abortion. Rich women, rich people never have a problem. This is all about poor people. This is about them controlling the lives of poor people when A, they don't care about poor people. B, they're not going to care about poor people's children if they're forced to have the children. So who cares about the children? Nobody. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's hypocrisy at its finest, what it's worst. So... I wanted to talk about, because of course I get off the subject, that's why I like having scripts, but I wanted to talk about communications and the fact that because of COVID and the masks, anti-mask people, there's been a break in a lot of families and amongst friends. I mean, some people, I mean, you're basically usually friends with people that you believe the same things you believe. Not so with family, but some family members who are more enlightened you know, have become estranged from their family members who've, who've 
listen to Fox News and follow Trump, which is a whole other problem with Fox News and the, all the lies, all the lies, all the lies. It's humiliating. I mean, as a former television reporter, I mean, I never worked for Fox, but it's just embarrassing that they lie like this and that so many Americans believe them because it's a cult. It is. It's a cult and it's racism and it's hate against anybody who's different than them. And that would be me. People of color, women. Still, you know, I have hope because women outnumber men when it comes to voting. It's just that so many women vote along with their husbands. I mean, I'll say it, especially older women. I'm an older woman. Wake up, ladies. Wake the fuck up. I, ha- I mean, I hate to cuss. I hate to say the F word. There's, there are better words than the F word. So I try to control myself. I used to say it a lot. I've tried not to say it in the podcast. I have said it in the podcast because I'm really angry. I'm really disappointed. I'm disappointed. I couldn't believe. I mean, it was a turning point for me on election night when so many people voted for Donald Trump. and Joe Biden almost lost, but he didn't. He didn't lose. So we're not talking to relatives who don't agree with us about masks. We're not talking to friends who disagree with us about COVID. We're not talking to anybody who disagrees with us about anything. And that's a problem. That's a problem. That's why it's getting worse. We can't have open, honest disagreements and then compromise. See, that's it right there. That word, compromise. That's what a good marriage is about, a good relationship. Friends, you compromise. Not everybody wants to go see the horror movie. I used to insist that my friends, you know, whom I'm not friends with anymore, (laughs) go to the horror movie with me on my birthday. And you know what? That's not true. Craig Costco was one of my friends. He still is. Paul Skolnick was one of my friends. And even though he lives in Southern California, I live in Northern California. We're still friends. I still talk to him because I'm really good friends with one of his really good friends. I'm friends with Mark Hyman, who is a good friend of Paul's. So we stay connected that way. But compromise. I didn't say, oh, let's go to the movies, but let's only go to a horror movie. But I did say that on my birthday and they would all go. We take up a whole row. We get popcorn. It was fun. It was, you know, they were really bad movies, but we had fun doing it, I think. We've forgotten how to compromise, how to get along, how to have a democracy. Have to say, look, the majority rules. They're already saying on Fox News and these right-wingers are already saying that if Gavin Newsom is not recalled, it's a fraud, a fake, that he cheated. So, yeah, that was a sigh. So what is the answer? If they're going to say it's a lie when it's not a lie, there's no arguing with them. There's no arguing with them. It's like they're, they're going to say that no matter what. It's like talking. I, I used to say this. It's like talking to my dog. I talked to my dog and he cocks his head. And this was not this dog. I had another dog. His name was Osgood. He was really smart. I think he understood everything I said. This dog, my current dog, Thor, 
I don't think he understands anything and he doesn't want to listen and he's never going to listen. So no matter how many times I say potty out, potty out, and we go outside and he pees outside and I praise him, I give him a treat when we come in, he still saves a little bit and goes over and pees on the carpet in the living room. Yeah, he does. He does that. Now we have gates up everywhere. It's blocked. And, they, and the kids leave the gate open and he goes in there. The first place he goes. So these people, these, these cult members, I don't even want to call them Republicans because I think some Republicans are very smart and, you know, they're just appalled at what's going on, but they want to win. So they go along. How they can go along, I don't know. Not after the deaths, not after the violence. Yeah, talking to the dog, cocks his head, looks really cute, big eyes, wags his tail. And then, you know, he goes in and does what he wants. And then you think, oh, he didn't understand. I just want to say, talk to each other. I'm trying to really talk to people about what's going on in the country. And, you know, <laughs> you can just see how their eyes glaze over and they don't want to talk about it. So I'll tell you two quick people that I talked to. And don't get me wrong here, but one was I went to another lady to do my nails because I decided that I wanted to remove my, my tips, my long nails, and just go natural. Well, if any of you have ever done that, it is painful because, you know, you've had this stuff on your nails for a really long time. Your nails are really weak. So I went to this other lady that I used to go to and she does short nails. She gave me a manicure and she put on just some gel polish that's like not as bad as the acrylics. And we were talking. She's very smart. She, um, I asked her if she was going to vote. She said no. Now, I know she's an American citizen. And I said, why not? And she said, well, I don't understand what's going on. And I don't want to vote and do the wrong thing. And I said, you're not going to do the wrong thing if you know what's going on. Let me explain it to you. And we talked a little bit and I explained that he was elected governor and that his term's not up for two more years, but Republicans are making this power grab. So they got enough signatures to recall him. That means he will get fired and lose his job. And she says, all right, but are they, who's right? And I said, well, I believe that it's wrong to remove someone from office in the middle of their term if they were duly elected, unless they've done something egregious like commit a murder or, you know, other crimes. She says, oh, yes, I, I think that's right. I do. I, I think that's right. It's fair. I said, yes. So I said, well, so will you think you'll vote now? And I showed her my videos and I showed her the video where I talk about the recall. <laughs> she said, I'm not registered. And I said, why? And she said, well, I hadn't seen this video. <laughs> I think she was just tolerating me. But, you know, my hairdresser, <laughs> who's just another smart woman. OK, these are both. Second generation American women, and but they're still very in wrapped up in their culture, and they both work really hard, okay, and they're very successful, and they have families, and they're the main caregivers. They both took a hit during COVID when they couldn't work, okay, so they're now they're trying to make up for lost time and money. 
So, of course, they spend most of their time at work and caring for their children and caring for their homes and their husbands. So that's a lot of women right there. I understand. I understand. But we have to change that. We have to start working right now for the other election in two years to change it. Otherwise, we're in deep kimchi. The guy that I worked with in Washington, the one that threw the phone away, he always used to say we're in deep kimchi. He was a Vietnam veteran. And that kimchi's a Vietnam word in forever. I thought kimchi meant deep shit <laughs> because he used to say it as if we're in deep shit. We're in deep kimchi. And I found out later, it, kimchi's like, like a soy sauce or something. <laughs> I, I looked it up. I had to look it up. Yeah, we're in deep kimchi in the United States of America. I don't know where you live. I have listeners around the world. and I think you know what's going on here. Maybe you don't care. But I'll tell you this, communications, not being able to talk to each other and being estranged from loved ones or family, not getting invited to the, you know, family parties because people aren't going to wear masks or people will wear masks or, you know, it's, it's sad. It's bad. And it's not getting better. It's getting worse. And I began this podcast to encourage people to talk to each other one-on-one. We all have bad days. You still need to communicate. We all have bad days. We have relatives we don't like. We all have bad days. We have bullies at work that bully us. I've survived all that, and I know what we should and shouldn't do. And I'm here trying to help. And yes, it's discouraging. Oh, God. And what's keeping me going is my vacation. (laughs) My vacation at the beach. My loved ones hugging my nephew, hugging my grandkids keeps me going. When I think of people putting them in danger, I just want to scream. Because that's what's important, people. At the end of the day, the people you love are going to be with you when you're dying. And I said to my nephew, you know, when I'm dying, if you're there anywhere near when I'm still conscious and and awake to read me a story, I will die happy. I will die happy, my friend. And that is everything. That's everything in life. That's all that matters. But we have people that we love and we talk to them and we connect with them and we try. Right now, I don't see a lot of trying. So it's September 11th, 20 years after those planes hit the towers and changed life in America. And that was 20 years ago, but boy, we are recently through devastating times just like that. COVID, Trump, haters, racism, a civil war going on in America. These are my thoughts from my psycho ward in Elk Grove, California. I am Gloria Moraga. Communicate. Talk to each other one-on-one. Love each other. You know, honestly, tell someone you love them. 
It'll make you feel better and it'll make them feel better. And I love you. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe. Please share my podcast. Be safe. I'm Gloria Moraga. <laughs>